Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ed Robertson, thanking you as always for listening to TV Confidential. We've been taking a few days off this week to recharge our batteries, but we'll be back with a brand new edition of our program the weekend of Friday, April 7th. Our guest that week will be Emmy Award winning and Oscar nominated actor Thomas Hayden Church. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, this coming Tuesday, April 4th, marks the 50th anniversary of the assassination of civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King. And with that in mind, we thought we'd bring you an encore presentation of the conversation we had in February 2021 with actress, author, and playwright Donzelay Abernathy. While most of you know Donzelay for her work as an actress, including the critically acclaimed Lifetime TV series Any Day Now, she is also the goddaughter of Dr. Martin Luther King, while Donzelay's father, the Reverend Ralph David Abernathy co-founded the civil rights movement along with Dr. King. Donzelay's book, Partners to History, is a pictorial history of the civil rights movement that also captures the words of both Dr. King and Reverend Abernathy, while also showing you first-hand glimpses of who both men were as people. Hi, this is Robert Hooks, and you are listening to TV Confidential. I turn my back when I hold my tongue. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that is about to play part two of a conversation that began last week with Donsley Abernathy, the actress who played Sarah Jackson, Renee Jackson's mother, on the critically acclaimed Lifetime television series any day now. Donsley Abernathy is also the youngest daughter of the Reverend Ralph David Abernathy, the man who co-founded the civil rights movement along with Dr. Martin Luther King. Donsley's book, Partners to History, is a pictorial history of the work that Dr. King and Donsley's father did together in founding the modern-day civil rights movement and changing the course of American history. Partners to History is still available through Amazon.com. you recall that when we ended our conversation last week, we were talking to Donzelay about the time she spent performing as a vocalist with Chris Mulkey's band after completing production of Any Day Now. As we pick up the conversation, we said to Donzelay, Obviously, you have kept your vocal muscles Sharp, because Donzelay is the lead vocalist of The Listening. The Listening, a unique social justice choral project inspired by Beyond Vietnam, a time to break silence, a speech that Dr. King delivered in April 1967. How did The Listening come about, and how did you come to be the lead soloist? Well, my husband, his name's Star Dixon, my husband, and he had heard 
about Cheryl Inglehart and that she had written a song based on a Kamad speech. And so he said to me, do you want to go down to San Diego? And I was like, uh, sure, yeah, let's make a big old date about it. And so, you know, I, I got all dressed up, you know, to have like a, you know, like a date with my husband and mm -hmm. we went down there and it was just incredible when I heard that music. I remember being seated on the edge of my seat and it was like, it was something like opera and something like... It's almost like Hamilton. The, the music, the arrangements reminds me a little bit of Hamilton. Yeah, a, lo a lot of it like Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was mesmerized when I heard it and I was like, oh my God. And so I was so excited to meet Cheryl afterwards. And my sister's an opera singer. She lives in Germany. She's got a magnificent voice, as well as she directs choirs in Germany. I told Cheryl all about it. And then um, my husband and Cheryl kept talking, and uh, he found out that she was doing uh, a recording. And, you know, I, I, of course, I still sing around the house, and I remember singing Fly Me to the Moon, uh, uh, and my husband just decided. I was walking our street into uh, the heart of Beverly Hills, and I'm having my, it's late in the evening, and I'm having my private little concert out there on the, on the street. <laughs> and, and he's got, he's, he's recording me Facebook Live. And I think uh, Cheryl heard that. And uh, he, he knew she was going to do the recording. He's like, you have to have my wife. You have to have her sing. And then uh, Cheryl then asked me to sing for her and then she was like, Dante, I want you to be my lead soloist. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. I, I was like, no. And I'm like, you need my sister. She's a real singer. She's an opera singer. She's got a magnificent voice. She's like, no, I want you. I want you. And I was so nervous. I was so honored, but uh, truly, truly, truly nervous. And I guess the first, second, or third time in the recording, Cheryl was like, this is great. I think we got it. I'm like, no, no, we have to keep doing it. We can get it better. We can get it better. We can get it. And we kept going and going and going. And, and one of the last takes is what we actually have. I just, I'm a perfectionist. And Well, that's, uh, that's, your, that's your stage background. As a stage performer, you know, rehearsal is everything. You take, it takes as many times as you need to do in order to get it right. So that it doesn't surprise me that there's a perfectionist in you. Yeah, and so I just, I just kept going. And I, and I love that um, it's one of the last takes because I know it's one of the last takes because I said sing for the voiceless as opposed to speak because originally it's written as speak for the voiceless. Mm -hmm. And I think in the last two or three takes, I said sing for the voiceless. And at that end, I just threw caution to the wind and I wasn't trying to make my voice seem pretty. I just wanted to sing from my heart. Yeah. And that's what she captured, and, and that's what, what's there. And, and it's like, oh, wow, oh, my goodness. And um, I'm really humbled by it. I just think it's great. Cheryl's created a masterpiece. I think she needs to create, like, an opera, a rock opera, or, um, like, a Hamilton piece mm -hmm. with, you know, to be the composer. I guess somebody else will have to write the story. I'm not sure, but... Um, Cheryl can definitely write the music, and and uh, if she does it in the future, I want to be there. I want to be a part of it, and it's very challenging. All of the music that she has written, it's very challenging. It's not uh, normal, and, and finding the melody through it um, is not easy, and you have to be a, a real singer 
But when you hear it, you hear the singers. They're great. And then Wes does the rapping. I, I just think it's so socially relevant and it's so current. And we did it all during the coronavirus. She recorded everybody separately, mm-hmm. and then she put it together to make it look like Zoom. And I'm thinking, you could have put this together and made it look like a, a video. Yeah. But she wanted it to look like Zoom, which is great. She honored Zoom because it wasn't a Zoom presentation at all. We Everybody was recorded separately. And so uh, she could have put anything uh, visually to make the story, but she wanted it to be Zoom, which would be reflective of this era of the pandemic and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and the young people coming together. And the people are young and they're diverse and they're young and they're old and they're from all walks of life and they're from all over America. And um, I, it, it speaks to what's happening in our nation today. And so uh, I think it's great. I can't believe I'm there. And, and tomorrow it premieres everywhere. Yeah, uh, it, and, uh, it, it officially uh, drops on February 12th. But by the time this airs, we can hear the listening. You can learn more about it by going to cbemusic.co forward slash the listening, cbemusic.co forward slash the listening. The listening also available as a single through amazon.com, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and other music platforms. For more about Donzalay Abernathy, go to donzalay.com, D-O-N-Z-A-L-E-I-G-H, donzalay.com. I have to say this, it's a very unusual name, Donzalay. It's a very pretty name. I hearken back to when I was an English major and I would read Shakespeare and Chaucer. And I keep thinking like Lady Donzalay. I, I like to think of it as a character from an old piece from the, from the Renaissance. Where, where did your name come from? It's a beautiful name. So I'm named after a friend of my mother's um, at uh, college. My mother went to Tennessee State, and her name was Donzalay. Mother liked the lady's name. Oh, wow. So she named me after the lady. She was named after a woman who lived in Hawaii. And uh, Bhante Piananda, who's a Buddhist monk, who's a friend of mine, he says, I want you to come to Sri Lanka, where he's from, to experience Danzale. Oh, wow. Danzale. <laughs> and... Um, it's an event, but the name is spelled different, but it's pronounced exactly the same. And it's an event to honor God, where the young and the old, the rich and the poor, and they all come together and they have a feast in the, under the Buddhist tradition, Dan to honor God. So um, that's what I think. And, and when I was working uh, in college, um, I worked at a store called Bonnet at Teller. And a customer came in one day, and I told her my name was Don Zillay, and she knew somebody named Don Zillay, an old white woman in New York City with the name. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I guess it's an, it's, it's an old name, but it's Lay like in Slay, mm-hmm. S-L-E-I-G-H. And, uh, and, you know, tell people to look for me on IMDb, Internet Movie Database. That's the best place. Just type my name in on IMDb. And then they can see all my credits, and they can see my work. They can see what I'm working on and uh, all of that stuff. I, I love the Internet Movie Database because it tells you who we are. You don't see enough pictures of me. You find pictures of me on uh, the web. And uh, just type my name on uh, the web. I don't put those pictures up. I don't know where they come from. I just know they have arrived, and they appear. <laughs> and I look, and I check. I'm like, oh, wow, that was taken then. Huh, I don't even remember. Yeah. But, yeah, 
Bambula is such a big name, it was too much for me. But once Bhante Piananda told me that it was an event in honor of God, yeah. then I was like, okay, I can handle that. And it's D-A-N-S-A-L-E, I think it is, Sansale. But when, when things calm down in Sri Lanka and the pandemic is gone, I want to go to Sri Lanka and see what it's all about, you know? Well, you honor God through your work as an artist, you know, your, your, your many gifts as an artist. You honor your father, who is a man of God, not only in partners to history, but in, in many of the things that you have done and continue to do, Nanzali. I try. All I can do is try. That's what my dad's epithet says. I try. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I try, and I'm so grateful for the gift of life that I have in my body. And I definitely want to make this world um, a kinder, gentler, and more just place than what I discovered and found as a little girl yeah. uh, when I was born into this world. You know, my mother's home was bombed, and I was in my mother's stomach, and I came out, and I shook for six months. So I came into this world of violence, um, and I came into a world that was full of hate for people that looked like me. And so I don't want to meet their hate with hate. I want to meet their hate with love and make it better for all of us. So that's what I try. And I want you to keep looking because I got more projects that are coming. And um, I'm just an artist. So I'm, I create. I create every single day. I have to do something to satisfy this artistic urge inside of me. And usually, it, of course, it's writing. And every day it's acting. But, yeah. And so I, um, last night I found a little film that I made about St. Francis Medical Center, a hospital. And uh, I, I want you to see it. It's an absolutely beautiful, captivating story. And I wanted it to be a part of an even larger film that we made about the hospital and the trauma bay and the neonatal intensive care unit. And they let, our, let us bring our cameras in there and just film life in this hospital. And it's just riveting. And unfortunately, the hospital is the uh, second largest hospital for coronavirus cases in Los Angeles County. Yeah. And the trauma bay had to be turned into uh, a bay for people with the coronavirus. And patients were in the hallway. And the chief of staff was a dear friend of mine. She'd call me sometimes and just scream. And it was okay for me just to be a place where she could vent. Because people were dying left and right in a hospital, and there wasn't enough, there aren't enough ventilators, and there's not enough that they can do for the people, and they want to serve, but people aren't wearing the mask, yeah. and people aren't social distancing, and people aren't taking the responsibility on themselves, and they endanger the lives of the older members in their family who fill up the trauma bay and fill up the emergency and fill up the hospital, and it's it's devastating. It's devastating, and um, I hope we become more responsible because the new strain is even more deadly and dangerous. But anyway, so I made a film about it, and I found it last night. Uh, the, I guess the hospital had put it on YouTube, and uh, my uh, friend, who was the former chief of staff, had put it up, and it was just great to see and to think, oh, my God, that's yeah, something else that I did. You know, I'm always doing something, so I've got to be 
you know, you're an artist, you create. Yeah, you, you've got you, you've got that creative gene in you. I was at a funeral, this is about 20 years ago, I was at a funeral of, for a mentor of mine, Roy Huggins. He was a very prolific writer and producer for network television. And it was a Catholic service. And the priest said during the homily, he said, it is when we are creative that we are closest to God. Yeah, I, I, that, that was, that's what I said. <laughs> and, and wow, I, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I've, uh, that, that's a keeper. So I share that with you. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Donsley Abernathy is our guest this hour. Donsley Abernathy, star of Any Day Now. Don King, Only in America. Commander-in-Chief, 24. Other People's Money and other movies and TV shows. Donsley is also the lead soloist on The Listening. The Listening, a unique social justice choral project inspired by Beyond Vietnam. Beyond Vietnam, a time to break silence, a speech delivered by Donsley's godfather, Dr. Martin Luther King, in April 1967. The Listening, now available as a single through Amazon.com, as well as iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and other streaming platforms. You mentioned the New Visions Foundation uh, early in our conversation. Donsley is a founding member of the Board of Trustees of the New Visions Foundation. The New Visions Foundation created the New Road School and other schools in the L.A. area. There's a direct line between New Road School, you, and Amanda Gorman, the striking young lady who performed at uh, Super Bowl 55 and, and President Biden's inauguration. Right, she's the young poet laureate, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I used to go every year to New Road, and I would do uh, Martin Luther King Day and Black History Month, and I would, uh, you know, sit on the floor with the with the kids and show them pictures of the Civil Rights Movement that would be projected on the wall, mm-hmm. and tell them about my dad and Akamadi, and then I'd show them pictures of me as a little girl with them, as a little baby with them. And then tell the story all the way up to marching all the way to the death of Uncle Martin and beyond and what my dad did. And I'd go every year. And uh, once I got to the middle school, I ended up spending half the day. So I'd come in, I'd just after lunch, and then I'd be there till the end of the day. And the kids could ask me a million questions. And I'd come every single year. And then uh, one day, um, I received a notice that I was invited to speak at a church. And the little girl who wanted me to come and speak at her church was Amanda Gorman because she had heard me speak every year at her school, New Roads, and she knew that I was one of the founders of the school. And she and her sister Gabrielle wanted to honor the bombing of 16th Street Baptist Church and the um, four girls who were killed, but the five girls that were there in the bathroom. And I was so shocked and honored that these children could tell me, Amanda and her sister could tell me, all about me coming every single year and how I had it affected them, you know, as I tell the story and perform the story for them. And so it was their Catholic. So we, it was, I went to do Mass at their church, St. Bridget, and it was just amazing. Then afterwards we took pictures, and sure enough, I stayed in contact with Amanda, and then she wanted me to come back to New Roads and speak again because now she formed an organization called the Black Student Council, and mm-hmm. so I went back. And then she wanted me to come another year. And then this time, uh, Luther, who was the head of school, said, um, 
uh, we can only give you 15 minutes, and we've got all these other things happening, so we, you know, we don't, don't bring Don's delay. And Amanda's <laughs> fighting for me. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's like my little hero. <laughs> and so uh, what had happened was uh, on a television show, my, my arm had been broken. And I didn't know what else to do but reach out to Amanda. And I'm like, Amanda, I've broken my arm. I need you to come and work for me. <laughs> I just need you to work for me for a week because it had just broken. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how to handle myself. I didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't know how to bathe. I didn't know how to do anything. And then Amanda lets me know. Um, she'd already told me she'd gotten into Harvard, and that's where she was going to go to school. But she'd gotten a summer job. And she said, I've got this summer job, and, you know, they're paying me, and they're not going to let me take off a week, and I'm already working. I can't do it. And then I was like, ah, oh, that's okay. That's okay, sweetheart. I'll, don't worry about it. And her sister Gabrielle wants to be, a, you know, a documentary filmmaker anyway. And I was like, let them go. They're on their way doing their thing. And um, my husband was like, I'll wash your hair for you. <laughs> And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, he, what, he doesn't even know about this big afro, what to do, how to comb it, how to take care of it. But, uh, yeah, he did. He took care of me and, and uh, you know, helped me uh, learn how to maneuver with one hand, my left hand, and my right hand is my dominant hand. That was the arm that was broken, mm -hmm. and that hand was not functioning. But, yeah, my husband took care of me, and it was all okay, and then, my friend from boarding school, her daughter was just graduating from USC. So she came in and she did all of the layout for another book that I had, I was putting together. So I had all these historic photographs and I wanted to lay it all out and everything. And, uh, yeah, she did that for me. And, you know, she graduated from college and she's an artist. And it's an artistic book. I'm laying it out as an art book. And uh, so she helped me and, and did it because I couldn't do it myself. The right hand just, I, it wasn't moving. So I had only the left. So, yeah, but that was Amanda. We'll talk some more with Donsley about her upcoming projects. We'll also learn how Donsley's father encouraged her to pursue her career as an actress just before he died. All that and more when we continue our conversation with Donsley Abernathy here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.